Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Daryl Bricker, the CEO of Ipsos Public Affairs and author of Next. If you want to know what's going to be happening next in this country of ours, get Daryl's book, read it, and then reread it. That's what I'm doing anyway. So, Daryl, great to have you with us. It's the year ender, and if I may begin with a poll that Ipsos did exclusively for Global News, and it was released on the 7th of December. And I'll just quote from it. Canadians continue to feel the pinch from the economic downturn and high inflation rates for everyday items. And a new Ipsos poll conducted exclusively for Global News finds that Canadians see further hard times looming on the horizon. 86% express concern that Canada will face an economic recession within the next year. And a thirty further thirty seven percent of Canadians say they're very concerned. Those are big numbers. How are you? I'm doing well, Roy. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, great to uh, have you with us. Can you just give us some perspective on that particular poll? Well, you know, recessions and inflation and all these things, you know, ec- economist terms that people throw out there are not business page stories when it comes to the lives of everyday Canadians. Uh, everyday Canadians, for them, it's a state of mind. Are they feeling confident or are they not? And every time, actually, the, the, the scenarios that you rolled out there, every time that you go to the grocery store or the gas station or any or pay your mortgage, for example, are you feeling like things are getting better? Are they getting more expensive for you? And right now, people are feeling that they're getting worse and more expensive. So regardless of what's going on in terms of the actual economic numbers, that state of mind that Canadians have right now is very short-term and pessimistic. Yeah. 86% of Canadians agreeing on anything or having the same concern is an extremely high number. Um, What's of greater concern to Canadians today at the end of 2022, Daryl? Is it healthcare or the economy, or are they pretty close to being tied? Uh, Pretty pretty close to being tied. I would say healthcare is more of a longer-term concern. People are really wondering whether the healthcare system that they thought that they could count on for their future is going to be there. So it's you know more about what's going to happen over the longer term. But the economic concerns are right in people's everyday lives today. Uh, COP15 is underway in Montreal. It's going to be closing uh, down in, in two days. A lot has come out of that particular uh, conference. We're going to be speaking with Professor Charlebaugh about some of it. But uh, polling concerns that you did, or at least polling you did at Ipsos, shows concerning, uh, or at least environmental considerations internationally, a growing skepticism about human-caused climate change. Could you speak to us about that? Is that a, is that a significant trend, or is it just something relatively minor? Uh, well, I'd say in terms of people thinking that human-caused climate change uh, is um, you know not taking place. I would say a vast majority of the population is actually on the other side of that, where they think that you know humans are um, somehow implicated in what's happening with the climate, and they are concerned about the climate. But when you look at the uh, top twenty issues that we track on a global basis, uh, you know, in thirty plus countries, including Canada, it's it's a pretty middle tier issue, and particularly of late as we've gone through COVID, and then COVID's re- been replaced by economic concerns. The climate issue has is, is taken more of a backseat. It's not that people don't care about it or aren't concerned about it. It's just that there's more immediate things that people are really focused on. Yeah. You, you did a poll at Ipsos for the Montreal Economic Institute, 
And we talked to them about that particular poll, and we found a a majority of Canadians unwilling to pay more to combat climate change while simultaneously supporting pipelines over rail and other transport for oil. Where does that fit, Daryl? This is a repeat finding when it comes to Quebecers. Well, this is this is, yeah. Although this is na- nationwide, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But Quebecers are particularly interesting on the uh, on the issue of pipelines because they don't feel they need oil and gas, even though they use a lot of it because of their situation uh, with uh, with hydro. Uh, they feel that because the you know, hydroelectric power is a, even an exportable asset in Quebec, uh, that you know they really don't need oil and gas. But that's a fallacy. Uh, the, the the problem that we have in Canada is the minute that you move beyond the question of should do we care about this? The answer is yes. Uh, should somebody do something about it? Yes. Um, should governments do something about it? Yes. Should business do something about it? Yes. Should people do something about it? Yes. Should you do something about it? Uh, I'm not so sure. <laughs> so are you willing to pay more for this? Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, are you willing to change your lifestyle significantly for it? No. Uh, and that's where the rubber hits the road on all of this, is that beyond just that kind of superficial sense that maybe something needs to be done for most Canadians, what needs to be done, and particularly their role in it, is obscure for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, politicians need to take particular note of this sort of sentiment. I'm going to ask you, uh, obviously, political questions in our next segment, but uh, it, am, I, am I correct in saying that politicians in this country, and you and I talked a few weeks ago possibility of a federal election in 2023. Am I correct in saying politicians ought to pay particular attention to that that piece of information? Yeah, I think that they should be uh, paying particularly particular attention to the, to the overall mood in Canada. I mean, uh, right now, it is a really difficult mood for anybody who's an incumbent. Probably the last politician who's going to get easily reelected is Doug Ford, but things have certainly taken a sour turn. Uh, since that election last June, and people are pretty pessimistic about things, and they're looking at their governments, and they're not feeling particularly good about them. Okay. Do you recall what we were talking about at the end of uh, of last year, the end of 2021, and what our aspirations or our, or our wishes or what Canadians were telling you they wanted for 2022? I just so happen to remember that. Oh, good. Uh, this This time last year, when you and I were talking, it was pretty much all COVID all the time. Yeah, uh, we were you know coming through our first year in which we were getting multiple vaccines. People were feeling a bit optimistic. We're just coming. Remember, we're just around the time of Omicron, and we were starting to make our way just out of that as we went into the uh, as we went into the, uh, uh, the the Christmas season. People were really worried about that, but they were feeling a little bit more optimistic on the other side of it. And what's happened over the space of the last year is that the economy has basically replaced. The, uh, the COVID pandemic is the number one issue in people's minds. So uh, they've almost uh, replaced each other one-to-one. So last year, actually, people were feeling a bit more optimistic. This year, less so. Mm-hmm. So I asked you a few minutes ago about health care and the economy, whether they're essentially running neck and neck as far as public opinion is concerned in this country. And you said it is. Can we do a little bit more of a deep dive and, and, uh, and, and not too deep, but, you know, give us a bit of an idea of what it is Canadians are saying they want to see happen with our economy and with health care or what our aspirations are? Right. So when it comes to the economy, what people are really worried about at the moment is the cost of living. So it's some sort of relief in terms of the actual price of getting by day to day. 
But what we're also seeing, Roy, is that concern about jobs is starting to rise, too. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, it, there's a lot of stuff going on there, and none of it is good. When it, and the difference between this and healthcare is that when people are concerned about the day-to-day aspects of, of healthcare, but aren't confronting it as, as constantly as they are uh, with anything to do with the economy, you know, every time you go to the gas station, you go to the grocery store, or you get a bill in the mail, uh, pe- people are constantly confronted with it. Healthcare is something that they know is not getting better, it's getting worse, but it's a bit more future-oriented. Yeah. It's interesting, you know, you talk about... Uh taking note of what's happening, I've noticed that on days when the posted price of gasoline at a gas station is lower than it's been for maybe a week or two, there are far more cars, far more vehicles filling up. When it goes back up another three or four cents, there's room at the pumps. So we're really paying quite close attention. That's just an observational thing. It's That's all it is. What do we, um, what do we want from our... Uh, our politicians federally and provincially? Well, I think right now people are feeling like there's a need for a a bit of certainty about what the future is going to look like, a sense of confidence that they've got this under control and that, you know, tomorrow isn't going to be another surprise and the the day after that isn't going to be another surprise. So there's a sense that, you know, we're we're a bit, um, well, actually more than a bit, a a lot uh, out of sorts these days. And what they're looking for from their politicians is, is not kind of a Pollyanna sense of certainty, but a real sense that somebody's in control. Uh, you know, as our prime minister likes to say, we have your back. But they actually feel like the political system is, and does have their back and, and, and is working for them. And at the moment, they're not really feeling that. Are we grumpy or are we unsure or a combination of the two? Uh, the unsureness is making us grumpy. So the lack of certainty about the future has is, is, is put us on edge. And when people are on edge, uh, they start to look around for somebody to blame uh, for what the situation is. And they, you know, we will say, you know, Canadians will acknowledge, you know, we have a rational conversation with them, that a lot of some of these things are, you know, driven by what's happening externally. Uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, what's happening in the economy isn't just a Canadian issue, but um, they can't really do anything about what's happening in other places. So they turn to the places where they could have an effect, and that's their own politicians. Yeah. Would you advise, and we talked about the potential of a federal election in 2023, it's been talked about, rumored. Would you advise political parties to uh, abstain from forcing an election, or would 2023 be a Time to go for it. Well, you saw what happened um, when we went for our last election in 2021, um, when uh, people were feeling that there really wasn't much of a reason to have one. What should have been a cakewalk for Justin Trudeau turned into almost a rout. Uh, In fact, you know, Aaron O'Toole did better against Justin Trudeau than Andrew Scheer did in the previous election. Uh, when, you, when you just look at the vote percentages and, and, and how, it, how it worked out, particularly in the province of Ontario. Uh, but, um, um, you know, J- Justin Trudeau walked into that election without having a really good reason for it taking place, and, and people did punish him, mm-hmm. um, you know, with another minority government. This time around, if they decide that they want to go in the spring or the summer of next year, um, or in 2023, unless he's got a really good reason for doing it, there was probably a pretty good lesson wrapped up in the 2021 election. Okay. In the minute we have left, uh, Daryl, it deserves much more than that. But what's your takeaway from 2022, yours? Yeah, it was it was a pretty grim year. I mean, a lot of things happened. You know, everything from the war in Ukraine to the 
you know, explosion of, uh, of, of interest rates and, uh, you know, economic concerns that we haven't seen. But I can't remember back to, you know, till 2008 was the last time we saw anything like this. Uh, we've moved into a real period of uncertainty, and you just feel like changes on the horizon, that people are going to be demanding a certain amount of change. So I think two, 2023 could be a, a really pivotal year uh, that could make a difference for not just next year, but for the next decade. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.